So you guys that are really, really excited that it's the new year, is it because last year was not so good and you're ready for it to be a new year? Is that kind of, yeah, okay. All right, well, I got two, I got two mental pictures going on this morning that I want to show you uh, that I had actual experiences of seeing these and took the pictures. One's going to be in a form of a video. But this kind of represents where I think some of us were last year. Some of us were like this guy. I saw this a couple days after Christmas. I saw this guy literally walking down the street. I was walking by this coffee shop, and this guy, I believe his name is Chris Kringle, was in there reading a book in a coffee shop. He was not drinking coffee, all right? But somehow this represents like some of your last year. Uh, you finished your last year, and your, things are, were, were nice and peaceful, and you're chilled out, and you're reading a book. Like, you know, Santa, Santa looked like, like, you know, got all the presents dropped off, all the year ended well, he feels good about everything, and that is probably how some of you guys are. I just want to say hats off if that's you, because some of you, this next video is how your 2014 went, and this is why you want to be in a new year. Check out this guy. That really happened. Drag him by his feet. Get him off. Oh, my God. All right. That really happened. That was just a few nights ago. I was there with my kids. In fact, this guy right here. You guys know this guy? He's in our band. His name's Spice. He just sat down. He has ridden bulls like that before. In fact, he should have been riding that night, but he didn't. It's a good thing. Maybe maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, so Spice, you didn't expect me to say that. Hey, uh, some of you guys, that's how your year has been. You had a... You had a pretty bad year. It feels like you got kicked, you got stomped on, you got thrown around a little bit, and you are ready for a new year. And I just want to say that maybe, perhaps just maybe, God has brought you here this morning for us to kick off a brand new series that we're calling All In to ask the question, what would this year look like for you if you went all in with God? What would it look like for you if you seriously said, God, you know what? I'm going to place you first in my life because I need you there. And this year, I'm going to go all in with you. Like, seriously, I'm going to take all my chips. I'm not going to hold any of them back. I'm going to push them all in on the table, and I'm going to go all in with you. And let me just tell you, my hope, my prayer has been since the remainder of last year, going to this year, planning this series, my hope is that this will be your greatest year spiritually Ever. Ever. I'm praying that for me. Because my year was like that bull rider. I'm going, I'm, I'm ready for it to be a new year. Last year was tough. It had some bumps. It had some bruises. And I, I quickly want to move into a new year for the hope that God wants to do something in me. And I'm, I'm ready for it. I really am. I, I, I'm seriously just kind of pulling the shirt back with t-shirt underneath saying, uh, God, I am, I am really ready for you to do something in my life. I'm, I'm waiting and expecting and hoping for it. Seriously, you guys, anybody like that this morning? You really do need something fresh this year. I, I want to I ask God to do that for us right now because I believe with all my heart, this really could be our greatest year of like hearing from God, experiencing God. This could be the year for our greatest spiritual growth yet. So let me just pray and ask God to be with us as we kick this off today. God, we need you. There's no doubt. 
God, there is absolutely single, no doubt at all, God, that we, we humanly speaking, we have to have you in our lives. God, I know it's so easy for us to get lost with so many voices, with so much, so much busyness, so many distractions in our decisions and our lives, and just all that goes on, God, for us to miss the very best. And God, you have given us a prescription. You've given us a recipe. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay out this morning through your word of what going all in could look like. And God, I believe with all my heart, if I put this into practice, it's going gonna, it's gonna to transform me. And God, I believe that for all of us this morning. So God, I pray that you, we would open our hearts to receive what you'd say, and we, God, would, would reflect and give and surrender and submit our complete lives to you today. So God, speak to us, guide us to your truth, that God, give us the strength, the desire, determination, and discipline to take a step every day this year towards you. We need you. We love you, God. Amen. I want to show you this morning where we came up with this idea for this series, All In. Uh, and it, it, it comes to us by way of some guys that asked Jesus a question. There were some guys, I mean, there was always people in the Bible when Jesus was on this earth that were always approaching Jesus, wanting to know from him, you know, what he thought about stuff. You know, there were some guys that tried to trip him up, tried to pin him down, to trick him. But he was God, and people were... People were starting to grasp that. But these guys approached Jesus, and they asked him one question. They said, what, give us like in a bumper size sticker, you know, statement, what's the most important thing that we need to be doing? What's the most important command? From you to us, if you're God, what is it? What do we need to do? And I want to say that this is the recipe if we could put these things, this simple statement that Jesus responded back to them, if we could put this in place, it would revolutionize our life. It's not comprehensive. I mean, I'm saying it's not complicated, but it is comprehensive. Meaning that if you and I seriously could take some action steps and go one step beyond desire to like some discipline, this would transform our lives. So this is what Jesus responded. He responded to these guys in Mark 12, verse 30. He said this, you want to know what, what, what I really want to say about what's the most important thing that you need to be doing? He said this, love the Lord God with, and help me with these alls, because this is, there's a few of them in here. Love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, you're getting it, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. So Jesus said, this is the recipe. This is the recipe for everything you really need to know, if you want to just simplify the Bible, and if you really, really want to experience me, if you want this to be the very best year ever, this is, this is the ticket. This is the recipe to win. Love me, essentially what he was saying. I'm God. Love, love the Lord your God with all your heart. Not some, not a piece, not half, not three quarters, but love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Today I want to talk about how do we love God with all of our mind. Because I think everything starts in our minds. Some of you guys know that to be true. <laughs> so you guys went this way when you should have gone that way and you ended up over here and it was a choice 
that you made. Anybody like that? I like, I wish I didn't end up where I ended up. It was some choices that I made, and I ended up over here, and I wish I could find my way back. Well, I, I just want to tell you this morning, this church's mission statement, my church, my church of Columbus's mission statement is this, helping people find their way back to God. If you're here this morning, if you're a first-timer to something like a church service or a Bible study or, you know, whatever you want to call this, I'm just here to tell you that you're in a great place to find your way back to God. Wherever you are, new, old, young, been there, done that, had some of this before, we want you to find your way back to God. And I'm telling you, this is a great starting point, wherever you're at. Jesus said, if you'll love love me with all your heart, with all your mind, all your soul, all your strength, this will be your greatest year ever. And I just want to show you this morning what that would look like starting things out with loving God with all your mind. Here's what I think. To love God with all your mind is simply, and this is going to sound like maybe something you heard in the past. Some of you very quickly write this start of the series out because you've heard this before, but this is it. If you want to love Jesus with your mind, this is how you do it. Read your Bible and do what it says. Come on, come on. That was good, right? Come on. Read your Bible and do what it says. Has anybody ever heard that before? You're not raising your hands because you're like, he's joking. I know. I've heard it before. How do you guys, I've never heard that before. Yeah. Last, last hour we had several people. I've never heard that before. I didn't know reading your Bible and doing what it says was, was something important. But I'm here to tell you this morning that if you and I could read our Bibles and go one step further to actually do what it says, it would seriously, in 2015, transform your life. It really would. Some of you would say, well, I've read my Bible before. It didn't do anything. Yeah, but you got to do what it says. <laughs> it doesn't help to just like, okay, I read something, and I didn't do what it says. That's, that's information. Information by itself does nothing for anyone. That's why there's a lot of really smart people out there who know about God, but have never obeyed God, and they're sad, and they're grumpy, and we call them angry Christians, and we don't let them come here to this church. We say, go somewhere else, because if we let too many of you here, you'll sink our ship, and we don't, we want to stay afloat. So all you grumpy, angry people that like, like think you know God's word, but you don't apply it, go somewhere else, please. I'm, I'm being facetious, but kind of sort of serious. <laughs> but here's the deal. Information all by itself doesn't do anything for anyone. Information plus application, seriously, we'll talk about this here in just a moment in a, in a thing that Paul talked about. Information plus application, applying God's Word, always results in life transformation. It just does. It just does. So here's what I want to do. I want to give you three guarantees from God's Word, not me. This is not on me. I can't bear this burden of what God says. But I want to give you three Benefits, three guarantees, if you read God's word and do what it says, this is going to happen in your life because it's biblical and because, because God said it. It's in his word. All right, so I want you to jot these down, all right? Three things, three things about reading your Bible and doing what it says. Not just reading because the enemy reads God's word. He knows, our, you know that Satan knows God's word? He knows God's word, right? 
but it's applying it that makes the difference. So if you read your Bible and do what it says, here's what's going to happen. Here's three guarantees, three promises, three benefits of reading your Bible. Number one, if you read your Bible and do what it says, you're going to know God's will. Hands down. You're going to know God's will. You're going to know what God thinks about your life and what he wants for you in your lifetime. You can't do this any other way but through God's word. And let me just say, I know you want to know God's will. If you've ever, if you've ever uh, had something broke and, and, and you want something fixed inside of you, you want to know God's will. Am I right? If you've got a, if you've got a dilemma, a question that you need answered, you want to know God's will. And let me just say, there, I, I, I know that there, there are times that we think we know best. I know no one here would say, I've never, you know, I've never wanted, I've never thought I know better than God. But we do. We, we do it all the time. I do it all the time. Anytime my actions are doing or saying something different than what my words are saying, I'm saying to God, God, I know better than you. I think I'm smarter than you, God, is really what we essentially say. I don't think we think we say that, but essentially, when we're not doing what God's word says, we're doing anything different, we're saying, God, I know better than you. I know it's better for my life than you did, even though you created me, you know everything about me, you know the future, you know the past. We think we know best. Let me just, let me just kind of diffuse the fact that some of you think you're smarter than God. How many of you guys have ever lost your keys before? All right, there you go. A lot of irresponsible people up in here, <laughs> losing your keys. How many of you ever lost your cell phone before? Boom, yeah. How many of you guys have lost them both at the same time? All right. How many of you guys have ever walked out this Christmas season and not remembered where your car was and you used your keys to, like, do the alarm? No one cares about the alarm going off. It's like alarm, big deal. No, everyone, no one does anything, right? So here's the deal. If we read our Bible and we do what it says, we're going to know God's will. We're going to know his will. I've been married 21 years to my, to my wife, Christy. 21 years. Woo! We dated two years before that. So 23 years, I have known my wife. There's, there's things I don't have to ask her because I've been a study of her for 23 years. I don't have to ask things like for example when we have a date night i don't have to ask her any longer where she wants to wants to go out to eat i learned that in the first couple years of marriage you know what guys you might want to take notes on this because this is really really going to be helpful for you you could just you might take this down and you you can just leave i mean just like hey i got enough for today it's good but do you know what your wife primarily and generally is going to say when you say hey baby where you want to go to eat, go eat for dinner tonight you know what she's going to say what? What's she going to say? Where, whatever, right? Wherever you want to eat. But does she have a real opinion? Yes. Oh, you better believe it. <laughs> you, better, you better know she has an opinion. Let me just tell you, my, my wife and I, 21 years, been married. I know from experience, she does not want to have Mexican on our date night. No. Nothing against Mexican food. We go there plenty of times. We go after church. We go to Mexican. We take the kids out. We go Mexican. We go to Mexican even by ourselves when it's a lunch. But when it's a date night, 
No Mexican for my wife. Uh-uh. Now, you and I, we could throw down over some guacamole. I mean, we could have a, I mean, I could party. I mean, I love some Mexican. But on date night, I don't need to ask her where she wants to go. It's not Mexican. I can tell you four or five places where she wants to go, and we're good. In the same way, when I'm in God's Word, I don't have to ask a lot of everything all the time. There's some things I don't have to pray about. I already know. Some of you right now, you're in a dating relationship. You don't, you don't have to ask God if you need to get rid of this guy. When you're in God's Word, you just know this guy is unhealthy for me. He's got to go. All right? You don't have to. There's some things when you know God's Word, you know God's will. But you can't know God's will apart from His Word because you'll never know His ways. So we've got to know God's ways by being in His Word to know His will. Some of you right now, you're thinking, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about upgrading my spouse. There's a, there's a hot new model out there. You don't need to pray about that one. <laughs> I'm just saying, you don't have to pray about that. So there are so many things that God wants for us and wants to lead us to, to get us to the next level of, of, of spirituality, of spiritual growth, and bettering our lives that we can know by being in His Word. This is, what, this is what the Apostle Paul said about knowing God's will. All right? This is what he said. In Romans 12, 1 and 2, it says this. Therefore, whenever something in Scripture starts out with therefore, it's therefore because God wanted you to grasp that this is there for you and I. Therefore, I urge you. This is a strong, hey, I'm begging you to get this. So Paul's saying, I really want you to understand, my brothers and sisters, that in view of God's mercy, recognizing what God did for us, recognizing his, his amazing love, his amazing grace, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies, all of it, a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual, or excuse me, this is your true and proper worship. So what Paul is saying essentially you got to go all in. What, what, but to know God's will, you got to kind of go all in. God, I'm going to just choose at this moment. I'm going to push all the chips in. I'm not going to hold anything back. I want to know what you want for my life. I'm going to go all in. So Paul goes on to, to answer the question, well, how? How do, you, how do you go all in with God? He says this, do not conform to the pattern of this world. Don't give in to everybody else's idea for your life. Don't, don't surrender up and give in to everybody else's opinion about what they think is best for you. Don't even go to yourself because sometimes we know, you know, self-help has not all been so helpful. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we look back over the decisions of our, of our life, we can say to ourselves, I'm here because of self-help i've made some stupid decisions but paul says do you want to know god's will go all in and the way you do that is first don't surrender to what everybody else thinks not to the pattern of what the world bombards us with all the messages all the voices don't don't give into that instead be transformed what does it say by the what renewing of your mind now that's key here paul says if you want to know my if you don't want to want to know god's will you really want to have the best year yet. 
You've got you've to allow God to renew your mind. If you go all in with God, you'll be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So how do we renew our mind? Read your Bible and do what it says. That's what Paul's talking about here. You want your mind renewed? Get in God's Word. You want your heart and mind, your life, to be different this year? You want this to be the greatest year of spiritual growth? You want this to be your best year yet? Paul says, read your Bible and do what it says. Then, notice what he ends with here. Then, then and only then, you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. How good is God's will? Look at the end. His will is good and pleasing. What's that last one? Perfect. Say it loud one time. God's will is what? Say it. I want to say it and believe it. God's will is what? Perfect. Perfect. Oh my gosh. Why in the heck would you do anything else? Why would we, why would we tune out God's voice to, to, to listen to everybody else? Can I just tell you that uh, we, are, we, we, don't even, we don't even comprehend how bombarded we are with marketing and messages. Every, every entity out there tells us they know what's best for our life. I mean, you can, I just crack up walking through the grocery stores and looking at, you know, how to have better sex from Men's Health Magazine. I'm okay with Men's Health, but when you start getting it from like, you know, like, uh, field and stream, I'm like, come on, I gotta draw a line somewhere. They can't know about that. But I mean, yeah, they, every message out there is like, we know what's best for you. And I'm telling you, I mean, our government, and I'm not going political here, I mean, there's no halos on either side of the aisle. <laughs> but everybody's like, I'll tell you what, what's, what's best for our country. I'll, no, no, I'll tell you what's best. No, no, I know what's best. Listen, only God knows what's best. And he knows what's best for us. And he loves us unconditionally. Scripture says he will never leave or ever, ever, ever forsake you. So if his will is good, if it's perfect, and it's, what was the last one? Good, pleasing, and perfect, I'm in. I, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine just a couple weeks ago. This is how good marketing is. Um, he was telling me about his son, his son's like two years old, talks great, and they're still in that phase, you remember his parents, where you're asking your kid, hey, what does the horse say? And you go, nay, right? We, our, our, our intellect drops 50 points, and we're like talking to kids, and we're like, what, is the, what does the pig say? And you're like, you're making all these noises. What does the giraffe say? Like, I don't know about that. Let's get, and, they, and, and literally, they go, they go, what does the cow say? And the kid goes, eat more chicken. I kid you not. He was telling me this. And I'm like, somebody needs to go to whoever the Chick-fil-A they frequent and say, you are doing a great job. You need to tell your owner operator. I mean, marketing's great. But can I tell you, a cow does not say eat more chicken. He says, you go home today and say, you know what we learned at church today? That's right, moo. Can I tell you, God knows what is best for you. 
And however you arrived into 2015, like that guy in that bull riding video, stomped, kicked, and you're, you're, you're ready for a brand new year. You are so ready for, for 2014 to end. I just want you to clearly hear from Scripture. Your best year seriously could be this year. And if you will start out with reading God's Word and doing what it says, you're going to know His will. And the second thing is, it will be successful. It will be a successful year for you. I know that sounds like a little prosperity theology, and I'm against God's a genie in a bottle, and He does whatever He wants. But scripturally... God wants you to prosper and be blessed. He does. He wants to bless you in your marriage. He wants, he wants you to have successful finances. He wants you to be good at your money. He wants to help you be successful in your parenting. He wants you to be successful in, in so many arenas of your life. God wants you to have joy and have it abundantly. We, we talked to that when we did a book study in Philippians this last year. God wants you to be joyful. God's not against us. And when you're in his word, you know that. When you're spending time in his word and doing what he, what he says, you're experiencing what he wants you to experience. You will be successful if you read God's word and do what it says. I want to show you what Joshua says. Joshua said many years ago, and it's still 100% true today, he said this in Joshua 1.8, keep this book of the law always. Read God's word. Meditate on it. Read it. Know it. Always allow it to flow off your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. That's, that's knowing God's will. When you're in God's word, you know God's will. The more you're in God's word, the, you, the more you know God's will. Then, and I love this, circle then if you got your Bible out. Then, what happens when you're in God's word? Then you will be prosperous. I want some of that. Anybody want some of that? I want to be a better dad, better husband. I'd love to have more money to, to serve God, to give, to save, to spend on my... I mean, God says, I want you to be prosperous. Not only prosperous, I want you to be successful. Now, some of you would say, I know people who are successful that aren't surrendered to God. Right? Know anybody like that? You're like, that's not how it's been for me. Right? We're talk, let's, let's be real for a moment, Right? I know some people who are successful that don't even care about God. Better yet, surrendered to God. They don't care about His Word. Let me just say this. I would say, no, you know people who are having a moment. They're having a moment. I can promise you this from God's Word. I've talked to hundreds and hundreds of people through our church and and years past. They would say, I would, I would never not want to be out of God's will. Following God has been the greatest joy of my life. Hands down. I know tons of people. 
And I know tons and tons of people who are saying, I'm just not going to do what the Bible says. I'm not going to do it. I want to pick and choose some things, but I'm not going to surrender all of it. And I can show you hundreds of dissatisfied, unhappy, cranky people that are far from God. And maybe they sound like at times that they're near them. And maybe we see glimpses of like something good. But I'm telling you, if we really believe all good comes from above, that God died for us in our places and proved to us once and for all that He loves us, then we can't deny that following Him is the best, perfect, pleasing thing to do. So Joshua says, you want to be successful? You want to be prosperous? Be in God's Word and do what it says. I know that's complicated. I know you're like, whoo, that's not a lot to write today. I know. Be in God's Word and do what it says. And 2015 is going to be dramatically different for you. Here's what we've got to do, though. We've got to take one step further from being, having some desire to being, being disciplined. So let me give you one more point, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some, some ways to apply this. If you read your Bible and do what it says, thirdly, here's a guarantee. I will experience breakthroughs. Breakthroughs. Do you know what happened to that, that guy? I sat there with my daughter because my son was sick. He couldn't come, so my daughter got to go in his place, and she loved it, except for that part. <laughs> We're like three rows back, and this guy's getting stomped on. And I, I, heard, I don't know if you heard me on the video. I'm like yelling, going, Grab him by his feet. Pull him out of there. Like, I'm just like, that bull keeps on coming back. Do you know just a few moments later that guy walks off? He just walks off. Found out this morning from Spice, he won. (laughs) He won. I was like, wow, what a cool story. Maybe many of you might be like that guy. I don't want to go through it again, but I'm thankful God used it somehow because now it's perfect. I walked off, all was good, and I won. That's a sweet deal. But some of you guys right now are stuck. You are stuck. You've tried everybody else's idea, but you haven't gone all in with God. Simply put, simply put, read your Bible, do what it says. And this year, your life will be transformed. This will be the greatest year for spiritual growth ever in your life. And hands down, you will say, this is perfect. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else other than where God wants me to be. I don't want to be out of God's will. We want to be in God's will. Because there's going to come a day and a time where I need, some, I, need, I, need, I need direction. I need clarity. I need, to, I need purpose. Or I've got some broken things inside of me, God, that I need fixed. I need help. And all of us, one day, will always turn towards God. So why not let's start here at the beginning of the year. Let's just, let's just kick the year off and say, God, I'm going to start it with you.
If we will do that, we will experience breakthroughs. I want to end with something I saw just last week. Um, there were some ladies that, who had really, really, really placed their hope in Jesus. I mean, they, 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 had, they had followed Jesus, and they had, they had run with Jesus. They were, part, they, were, they were his followers. And they pinned every bit of hope they had on Jesus being God. And they, uh, they tr- my phone's going off. I'm getting texts from some of you. Thank you for distracting me. <clears throat> Hurry up, get done. I want to go to lunch. Who is that from? <laughs> Just kidding. So these women, uh, they, they tracked with Jesus even to the point of what they, they, they saw him apprehended. They saw him die. They, they could have thrown at the towel at that point. But something caused them to not quit at that point. Let me read you this in Luke chapter 23. This is the story of the resurrection. It says, the women who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph, not Mary and Joseph, but Joseph of Arimathea, who had bought Jesus' body and was going to place him in his, his tomb that he owned. Now, these women followed Jesus from Galilee, Galilee um, and they, they went and saw the tomb and how his body was laid in it. And at that point, you know, like us, game over. Forget following Jesus. Why? why? Like, my guy's dead. It's all a bunch of baloney. This is all fake. But something, something that they were very confident in caused them to not quit. So they went and saw the tomb where Jesus, he, they, they saw him go in the tomb. They saw where he went. And they went home, in verse 56, they went home and prepared spices and perfumes. And they were going to take those back and make things smell nice. Using their own money, their own stuff, they were going to take this back and stay with me. This is, this is powerful. They went home, prepared spices and perfumes, but they rested on the Sabbath in what? obedience to the command. Now, for them, and even for us, God says, hey, you've got to take a day out of the week and you've got to rest. That's just, that's just wise. Live out of being rested rather than longing to get rested. So what's crazy about this, they could have had the attitude, forget God and his word. Why do what he says? Why wait till Sunday? Why wait till Sunday? Well, that's when the resurrection is going to happen. But because they believed that the resurrection was going to happen, they waited and they rested on the Sabbath and they showed up and guess what they got to be a part of and see? The resurrection. Because they were obedient. Can I just tell you, this year, if you were to read God's Word and do what it says, be obedient to what God says, you're going to experience the resurrection in your life. Jesus said, I have come to give you life and it be more abundantly. 
Jesus said, I've come to bring you joy, to help you, not just when you're dead, but here while you are alive. Why? Because God wants to take every bit that you have and leverage it for your growth and for other people's eternities. God has not forgotten you. God is with you. God has not left you. God is just right there waiting for you to just open your eyes and know that His will, His way, is perfect. Perfect. You know what they were confident in? The same thing that we can be confident in. Check this out, Philippians 1.6. Being confident in this, that He who began a good work in you will carry it out into the day of Jesus Christ. He hasn't forgotten you. You might have had a moment. Someone else might have a moment. But he will not leave or forsake you. What he began in you, he will carry it out all the way until the day that Christ returns. Isn't that a sweet promise? Hey, I'm in. I'm in. So here's what I want you to do. Here's a challenge for the next 21 days. Our series is going to last all the way through the 25th. All right? Actually, it'll be 20 days, so we're cheating. But this is not a law. All right? This is, this is a challenge. This is not a law. This is us pursuing God. All right? I want everybody to read your Bible for 21 days. 21 days. It can be a verse. It can be a devotional. I want to help you with that. Get this app right there. Get that app. Just, just do it. All right? Just do it. Get the app. Just get the app. All right? Get the app. Seriously, get the app. I got the app. You get the app. You got the app. I got the app. We can all app. Here's the thing. This has helped me tremendously. I love God's Word, but I need help. Every day, I get emailed and texted me. I get up. I start my little business. I want to get on social media. Not really, but I'm bored. My mind just wanders. Who's on Instagram? What, what, what's going on? Let me see a cool picture. I'm going to start my day, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying to you, I need your help to hold me accountable. And we need each other. Get the app. Get it text to you. Get the verse of the day. Read it. And here's the real challenge. I want us to do this devotional. It's a 21-day fast devotional. You don't have to do this devotional, but here's my next challenge. Why don't you do what the dentist does to us when we go, and he needs to scrape off stuff from our teeth? It's called plaque. And he needs to get rid of some of that stuff because it's been setting in too long. Some of you guys are stuck, and you need to kind of break through. You need to kind of work through some stuff. And there's some stuff that's been stuck on you a while, and you don't know how to shake it off. I'm challenging you as a church. We do this every year. We do a 21-day fast. It'll actually be 20, because if you start tomorrow and we go to the 25th, it'll be 20 days. We'll, be, we'll have a big celebration all together on our anniversary Sunday. Get this devotional. Start, go to get the app, search for uh, 
devotionals, new, and get the 21-day fast, start it with us, read the Scripture, pray about it, and then fast something. Fasting is a genius way from God to, to rid yourselves of all the clutter and, and, and other voices that you don't need. It's your choice. Fast 21 days and subtract something out. You might want to subtract out Facebook. I know that's, I know we think Facebook's the Bible, but it's not. I know there's some cute sayings on there, but it's not God's word. And I'm, I'm, I'm fine with Facebook. You don't hear me saying anything negative. But you might want to subtract out Facebook and spend that time in God's word. God, I'm going to remove that voice and I'm going to hear from you for 21 days, not that. Some of you might want to subtract out a food item. Some of you might want to subtract out a few food, food items. I'm going to do personally, and this is what I've done every 21 days for the last few years, I'm going to do what the Bible has talked about. It's called a Daniel fast, and I'm going to do fruits and vegetables. And it, in the first hour, I was on the fence of not telling you the church, but I thought, I need your help. And if I tell you, everybody will ask me. Last year I said, I'm going to do the Daniel fast. And everybody said, how's it going? I'm like, ah, good, I almost quit today, but I'm glad you asked me. You know what I mean? You need it and I need it. Some of you guys might want to fast coffee. God help you. <laughs> Subtract something out. And when you have the caffeine dilemma, pray. Read God's word. When you're hungry and you've subtracted out protein, or whatever you do, give that time to God. And let's just see what 2015 would be like if we pushed all the chips in and went all in with God. Pray with me. God, we, uh, we know, we know innately in our souls, down deep in our souls, God, that we need you. God, we know it. God, it is so easy to get distracted and lose our desire and lose our way and ultimately lose hope. But God, you said, you said on January 1st to me personally, when I picked up my Bible app on my phone, the verse that came in that morning said that you wanted to do a new thing. I want to do a new thing. I want to do a new thing. God, I pray that today we would open our hearts up to you doing a new thing in us. God, help us to have the desire and the discipline to take the best, the first part of every day and give it to you. God, guide us to you this year. Lead us like never before, on a journey of knowing and experiencing you. God, we go all in and surrender to that today to you. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace. Thank you, God, for your love and your mercy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.